Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and we've had like just a bunch of Hot Mess Express episodes recently. And then, I mean, I say that knowing that I think the whole podcast is usually a Hot Mess Express, which is why you are all here. Um, (laughs) Hi, welcome. But it's interesting because I was thinking about how there's a lot of things we talk about affecting our worlds, you know, but I feel like there's two things that don't get talked about enough. And for me, that's like work and a partner. Like your partner really can make such a huge impact or like positive or negative on your like well-being. You know, they're your person. So it's like their moods are your moods or, you know, when you're going through something, it's just like having them or not having them like that can either help or not help a situation. And I feel like that's such an interesting thing to think about when you're like looking for your partner. I actually read an article once about this and it was like, we don't talk about it enough, but be careful with who you choose in your life, especially your main partner, because like it affects absolutely everything. And then I was thinking the same about work. Like I, I really feel like we talk about it, but not as much as we should. But, you know, your job is so much of your day and it's really hard to not take that home with you, although that is so important to do. Like you really need to be able to separate the two and have a break. But it's really difficult to split it up. And, you know, you spend eight plus hours of your day at this job and then thinking about the job, you know, so you really want to do something that's like going to be good for you. Like these two things affect your life so much. And so I realized that those were the two things that have been stressing me out so much in my personal life, you know, and obviously I'm not here to like shit talk my job or anything. It's just been a very stressful time at work. And then obviously Scotland and I broke up. So these like two things that affect your life so much, like both kind of were a mess at the same time for me. But listen, Lizzo said that I'm way too fine to be this stressed. And I took that advice to heart. And so I'm not going to be stressed about it anymore. I mean, I am, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I have listened to About Damn Time like a hundred times today. I listened to it repeat like basically on my way and on my way home to work today, like literally there and back. I was like, I have to listen to the song because it started with, I'm, you know, I'm trying to post more TikToks. I'm up to 3,000 followers. Um, I'm so shocked and so excited about it. So shameless plug, if you haven't followed me on TikTok yet, please do. I'm trying to keep up. Someone commented today and was like, um, you didn't even post anything about the bachelorette party. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. Give the people what they want. So I'm, what really happened was I was, I made this epic 
video about the bachelorette party and to the like come on Barbie let's go party song and then it got like deleted and fucked up and I got frustrated and I stopped so um it's super fair the Barbie content is coming um but anyways I am super excited about that and I was doing like a getting ready video this morning and I really wanted to do it to Rockstar by Hannah Montana and I couldn't find the fucking song on there and I was like uh, you know I might even be a rock star you know that song oh my god I'm singing so bad <laughs> whatever we love it so anyways um about damn time is obviously super trending on tiktok because there's a whole dance to it and everything and so i hadn't really listened to it too much and i put it on to do the 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 song too i didn't do the dance but i got ready to it and i was like wait this song's fucking amazing like these lyrics are incredible and so then i just kept listening to it and now all i have to say is it's bad bitch o'clock and I stand by that. If Lizzo tells me it's bad bitch o'clock, then it's time for me to be a bad bitch. And I think that's perfect because, you know, listen, the the season that was happening in my life was not really what I signed up for. Like, I don't know what the writers were doing with this whole first half here with the like the the heartbreak and the stress and the tears. But listen, that's not really what I subscribe to and I'm over it. So um, it's time to embark on a new new second half of the season. I feel like I'm on Riverdale right now where like all my plot lines are just all sorts of fucked up. And I'm like, can somebody wipe the shit clean? Like, I don't need to have superpowers right now. I just need to like be able to wake up and not cry, which I have been which is very exciting. I'll talk about that later on in the podcast. But anyways, I I am starting to feel like I'm in a place that I no longer want to do things that don't serve me, which I think I've talked about before. But I had one of my girlfriends over this weekend and we were talking about like having things in our lives that don't bring us joy. And I feel like a lot of my friends are either getting to this point or at this point and we're, you know, in our 30s approaching our 30s. A lot of my friends are late 20s, early 30s. And I say that with all the pain in my voice. I'm just kidding. I'm actually excited to be 30. I know that's weird, um, but I'm excited to like break the stigma. Also, we grew up with 13 going on 30, like 30 flirty and thriving. Like this is going to be great. And I know that like there's all this pressure or whatever about being single, being 30 and like whatever. Am I a spinster sister now or whatever the fuck? But honestly, like I feel good about it. So I'm not tripping. Anywho, all this is to say that I feel like I'm really not in the fucking mood anymore, um, which is the dream. And I just don't really want to do things that don't serve me. And my therapist and I have been talking about this a lot. And he was like, I feel like sometimes you get frustrated about things that you probably wouldn't have done. Like things that you did, like agreed to in the past that you probably wouldn't have done with your person right now that you are. And he's like, I think that you need to identify your growth. And I was like, that is so cool. And I don't think we do that enough as people also. Listen to me just talking about what we're not doing. Get it together. We're not talking enough about our exes or partners. We're not talking enough about work. It's like, relax, bitch. But I will say this. I really and you know how I am about celebrating small wins. I talk about that a lot. But we should really be taking a lot of credit for who we have become. I was chatting with a girlfriend about this because, you know, there were people in her life kind of questioning her based off her past choices. That makes sense. I'm trying to make this as vague as possible because it's her story, not mine. But basically, the the only reason I'm talking about it is because I had said to her, I was like, I'm tired of everybody acting like you're the same girl that you were when you dated your ex. 
because you're not. And that's not fair. They're afraid that you're going to make those same choices that you made back then. But you're not that girl anymore. Like you're 100 percent not that bitch. You're this bitch. So, you know, it's not fair for everybody to be holding you to those standards. And I think I get the same way a lot where, you know, someone's like, you're saying yes to too many things. And I'm like, I'm on my journey and I said no to a lot. And I'm really proud of that. And so if you're not going to get on board with like celebrating that and only like be critiquing (laughs) somebody come get her. I could cut that out, but I don't think I'm going to. The word I was looking for is critique. Um, No, I will not spell it for you, probably because I can't. Um, I'm pretty, which means I don't know how to spell. I'm just kidding. Uh, I really spelling is actually really hard for me. I remember. Okay, sorry. Sidebar story, but it's it's relevant, I swear. Uh, Sidebar story. Growing up, I really was bad at spelling and I still am actually really bad at spelling. So I took AP classes in high school, not because I was qualified, but because I knew that if I got like a C, it was technically a B. And all my friends are really smart. Like my best friend Jenna always fucking took AP. She's a genius and I wanted to be in her classes. So I took AP English and I was the only person who like never passed a spelling test. And when I tell these stories, I feel really weird to think that we had spelling tests in high school, but we did. And to make it even weirder, there was like a chart. I feel like I might have told the story before, but whatever, we're doing it anyways. There was like this chart on the wall and people would get stars for like passing their spelling tests, you know, because apparently you still need that in high school. I don't know. It was a motivating factor for me because I was the only person who never got like a star on the board. So then I finally got one and I got accused of cheating. Literally. Like, I mean, I I get it was suspicious because same best friend Jenna. It was the first time we got to sit next to each other. And suddenly, like, I passed a test. And I will say this. The only class I ever cheated in was Spanish. I and and listen and then I got robbed in Mexico so like karma fucking came for me all right like it's good uh so anyways um I'm not a good speller I think what I was just trying to say was that you know we we should be accepted for the people that we are becoming and not the people that we were like the people that we were are important they're a part of the journey but if you're surrounded by people who are just trying to bring you back to the person that you were that you've already grown past it's time to just not be with them and i just think that we waste so much time on shitty people and shitty things that don't like serve our life and i'm telling you this knowing right now that like it took me a long time to get here you know like I was a yes girl. I'm a recovering people pleaser and I'm still in that journey and it's hard for me. And I have a really hard time seeing bad in people or letting people go. So, you know, I totally understand the whole thing. But, you know, you know how I get it. Sometimes I write down in my notes, let's talk about how you listen to about damn time a thousand times a day and feel like a new person and then said, it's bad bitch o'clock. And somehow I got into this, but I'm happy we, I am happy we got here. I'm happy we got here. Okay. Speaking about being a bad bitch, I decided to go for solo brunch this weekend. Listen, here's the deal. My therapist, and I'm just going to be, keep it a hundo. He said, he thinks I have some codependency issues, which is super fair. And I was like, it hurt me because as a, as a destiny's child, strong, independent woman, when you're told that it's like, 
painful, you know, but he was like, listen, it doesn't mean you're not independent. It doesn't mean that you weren't like good and healthy in your relationships. There's just like something there that you need to work on. So anyways, I'm on this journey. Right. And he didn't like challenge me to anything. He like gave me a book, but I took it upon myself to be like, OK, especially post breakup, you know, and with the Oregon stuff, like when I lived in Oregon, I would get home at like 1 p.m. and I would literally just like sit at home by myself the whole time. And I like gained a ton of weight because I was super depressed and I would just like eat and drink the whole time. And only like on occasion could I convince myself to like go to a winery and like sit at a bar and like try to talk to somebody. But it was really hard. So when I moved to San Jose, even when I was still with Scotland, I knew that he was it's not like he had the time to see me every fucking day, you know, like even even if he didn't have a kid, like you cannot expect somebody to like spend every fucking waking moment with you. So I knew that there was going to be things I need to do alone. And I do have friends out here in San Jose, but I really wanted to challenge myself to get to a point where like I can do things alone and feel good because even like I'll go to my best friend's house. And I know I've talked about this before and I feel anxious before I even walk into the door. Like I am a constant like caller before I walk in. Like it's so fucking weird. So anyways, um, you know, I'm just trying to get used to this whole thing. So I did a whole solo brunch thing. I walked to downtown Campbell. I went to Moe's, had a mimosa alone, and it was a vibe. It was a whole vibe. You know, I think the fear is that everybody's going to be looking at you and be like, wow, this sad, tragic bitch alone. And no one seemed to really care about me. I will say this, though. I do feel like my waiter didn't really give a shit about me. I feel like I didn't get served for a long time, maybe because they were thinking I was waiting for somebody. And I was like, um single rights over here like where the fuck I'm being treated differently because I'm alone but I so my service was a little slacky on my solo brunch but they were also like busy so maybe that was just it the bummer was though um is that it was too loud in there for me to eavesdrop on anybody because you know that's like the other half of the tea like that's the whole shebang is being able to like go in there. You're not having a conversation. So you just get to listen to everyone else's. And for whatever reason, like the lady sat me like right next to a couple. And I was like, thank you. And then they left and then another couple replaced them. And I was like, this is this is great. But honestly, it really didn't bother me. I had a great time. I ended up having a fabulous Saturday. My Saturday was so fun. Like I said, I did solo brunch. Um, I cleaned up my apartment. It was so fucking messy. It was so bad. Like, like major depressed bitch problems. It was I my dad usually comes over on Thursdays and he's like, hey, I can't make it. And I was like, I'm glad because I quite literally couldn't even let you in my my bathroom like you won't make it. It's a full blown maze in here. So anyways, it ended it ended up being great. And then I um, went to get my dress altered for Aaron's wedding. And, you know, there's there's few things I, I know I've talked about, like procrastination versus not. And I don't think that I'm a major, major procrastinator. But there's certain things that sometimes I just fuck up on. RSAPing is one of them. And getting my dress altars is the other. And both those things are really fucking important. So why I chose those two, I don't know. But um, there was also this whole like my dress wasn't in the same city as me. It was in Livermore. And I was like, do I go there? But blah, blah. anyways, but they were like not tripping. So I take the dress in to get altered. And it was funny because I I was chatting with with a um, friend of the podcast, my Como Kim, on the phone about it as I was taking it in. And I was like, you know, 
I like I was like when I first got the dress it was like really big on me because I was like in skinny bitch phase and I was like I have my my weight fluctuates all the fucking time and I was like right now I don't I don't necessarily feel like I'm in skinny bitch phase so it's like maybe it will fit and I wanted to get it altered um which I mean to my delight I it, it was still too big you know uh but it looked really great but you know I've got these tatas and I don't always know what to do with them I'm so scarred from Aaron, my first Aaron's wedding, um, where I lost a bunch of weight before her wedding and my boobs like didn't fit in the dress and they were like saggy seasons. And I would like just am horrified that I had that for her wedding. And so I'm always like, get cups in your dress, you know? So my intent, even in this dress, it didn't feel like I needed cups, but I was like, I'm going to get cups anyways. So I asked her, I'm like, hey, can we get some cups or what do you think about that? And she's like, yeah, she's like, would you like, it looks like you could just wear a strapless bra. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I just like the look of the cups better, you know, back fat probs. And anyways, um, so she hands me some cups and she said that my boobs were too heavy for her cups. My boobs were too heavy. They were too heavy for her cups. And listen, you have to understand what I didn't know because I am not a high schooler is that prom's going on right now. And so I had so many little teen bitches in that place with me trying on their size two dresses. And I was like, I'm I'm going to absolutely die. This lady just told me my boobs are too heavy. So needless to say, I did not I did not get the cups. Um, I will either wear a strapless bra or see what it looks like when it's all altered because she made it pretty tight. So I might not need one anyways. But I just want you to know that I did find out my boobs were too heavy and I'm recovering from that. <laughs> I am in full blown recovery from that statement. Uh, and, and, you know, we all know the story. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know the story of my alterations nightmare for my friend Haley's wedding where they like lost my dress and told me I was like too big for my dress. So um I don't know what's going on at alterations places, but I am striking out. I did go to one place in Livermore that was like really nice to me. And I feel like with for Jenna's, especially because her wedding's in Livermore, I will be taking my dress there. <laughs> I keep telling these alterations places, though. I'm like, listen, if you lock me in, you, you're going to have business. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have business. I'm sure it will slow down and I'm not going to be in like 100 weddings a year. But right now... You've got good business if you get a loyal customer. Don't tell me my boobs are too heavy. What am I supposed to fucking do with that? Get a bigger cup? I just, listen, I don't even, I can't. I cannot. Um, so anyways, it's all good. The rest of my night was really fun. Sunday, I literally just like did not leave the couch and I needed it. It felt good. It actually really felt good. Sometimes when I try to spend a day not doing anything, I get really like mean to myself. And I'm like, you lazy fucking cow, like get off the fucking couch. But this time I was like, bitch, you've been through it. There has been so much shit going on in your life and you have had no pause really. Like, you know, the distracting myself has been great and I've been having a really good time, but I think I really need to like sit with my emotions. And I did that Sunday and it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. And, um, 
you know, I felt good. I felt good. I feel rejuvenized or something. But I have to tell you all this story um, from Wednesday. So, you know, as I mentioned, work's been really stressful. I don't like to talk about, I mean, I'm sure if you use context clues because I wear my fucking work t-shirts all the time, you can figure out where I work. But I just don't ever want the two these two worlds to combine because um, I talk about having heavy boobs and I just feel like that's not it. So anyways, but I do have to tell you the story about my interaction with my CEO because I think this is one of the wildest CEO stories out there. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't judge, but this is my story. So basically, we reopened a new store and there was a media night. And they had this three piece like jazz band. And when the guy, what I thought was a cello, we'll learn later was a bass. Still don't know the difference, but it's fine. When, excuse me, when the bass player walked in, we locked eyes. And I was like, hmm. He was cute. And he kept making, he kept making eye contact with me like from across the room. And I was like, are you checking me out? I was wearing from the last, if you follow me on Instagram and the last, um, you know, promo pick I did for the podcast. I was in that power suit as in her power bitch plaid suit. That's what I was wearing. And listen, I feel like you could feel the the power. OK, a little bit of that pussy power. And sorry, dad. But anyways, listen. So we're making eyes, whatever. So then I'm chatting with two of my coworkers and my coworker Linda is like, oh, this is the music that I play in my house. And I start to make a joke. And then our CEO walks up to say hi. So I immediately stop knowing this wasn't it. And then Linda's like, I was like, oh, I was going to make a joke, but I won't. And then she's like, what are you calling me old? And I can't have her thinking that. I love her too much. I can't have her thinking that. And so instead of being crafty and coming up with a new lie, I just told the truth. Because as we know, if you are a listener of this podcast long time, if not, hi, welcome. I am not a good liar. Unless it comes to weddings or surprises, it, it ain't me. My face shows everything. My mouth says everything. I like cannot be tamed. So I was like, well, Linda made this joke about playing this kind of music in her home. And I was going to say, it's funny you say that because I would like to bring the celloist back to my home. And laughter starts and the CEO is like, well, let's do it. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, no, let's go talk to him. And I'm like, it's the CEO of my company. And I just want you guys to know I don't work for a startup just to like make that clear. Like I do work for a pretty big company. And I was like, is the CEO about to wingman me in this situation? Yes, that is exactly what happened. We walk up to this little three piece band. He just starts talking because he can't because he's the fucking CEO, you know, who's going to stop him. So he's like, oh, do you guys have a band name? Do you have an Instagram? Like getting all the fucking deets, which by the way, they, they it was very confusing. It was very confusing to get the, the details, whatever. So then he turns to the cello guy, the bassist, I'm sorry, and that he's like, oh, have you played this instrument for a long time? And he's like, well, I played the clarinet and then I decided to move over here, which, by the way, my best friend Jenna played clarinet in high school. I was going to slip that fact in, but it didn't come naturally. And then he was like, oh, this is actually like a double pane bass or some shit. And then the CEO turns to me and he's like, did you know that? And I was like, actually, I did. I don't know why I lied, but I did. I was like, mm hmm. I was like, I'm really into music. Bitch, shut the fuck up. So then anyways, um, you know, he like the CEO was talking to him and I'm telling you, this guy just kept make, looking at me and like we both noticed it. And then the CEO so, so casually is like, oh, sorry, I need to go get like 
I need to go talk to Laura and walks away and leaves the two of us. But he had to start playing again. So it was like awkward, but amazing. And so then, you know, he goes and tells like RVP and RVP, uh, my new boss over her, my boss's boss over her, him being like, oh, yeah, well, she just got out of a relationship. And she's like, do all this like upper management know about your dating life? And I was like, listen, I didn't tell the CEO, but I do tell our VP all about my dating life on 1000 um, percent. I'm a rare breed. I'm a rare breed. I don't know. Listen, I know you're not supposed to talk to them about this stuff, but I've, I, I keep it 100. So anyways, um, so then, you know, CEO comes back and he's like. So what are you going to do now? And I was like, listen, you laid the foundation and you did it so well. Like I I respect like game respects game because I myself think I am an impeccable wing woman. I have managed some crafty wing womaning in my day. OK, it's been a while. You have to understand that like a lot of my friends are married or dating. So like I don't really get to pull out my skills all the time. But when I do. It's good. So I was like, respect. And I was like, don't worry, I'm going to close. Like, I promise. So what I did was I was like, okay, I have his goodie bag. I'm just going to like slip my number in the goodie bag. Okay. And so he starts to leave him in the back. I literally like run across the store to chase this guy down. And I made sure that I waited to like hand him his goodie bag and then slip it in because I didn't want to give it to the wrong person. But here's where I here's where I make a mistake. And in case you guys are like, I thought the dating part of your podcast happens at the second half. It does. But I did think my dad would appreciate the story. So I kept it in early. Here's the deal. This is where I made a mistake. I just literally wrote my name, phone number and email. I feel like I should have been like, because that, at that point looks like I'm just handing in my business card. You know what I mean? It's like. I wasn't talking to you for that kind of business, you know? I wish I would have been like, it was so great to meet you, would love to grab a drink, like text me. You know what I mean? The cute girl in the power suit. But I didn't. I didn't. I panicked and I literally just wrote my name and my number and my email. Like somebody come get her. So needless to say, I haven't heard from him, but that's okay because we're star-crossed lovers now or whatever. And the story of me getting his number is better than anything else. I was like, listen, if this works out for me, I was like, I've always knew known who my officiant was going to be at my wedding. But I don't know, there's going to be competition now for the CEO. But it was amazing. And I was like, I will absolutely invite you to the wedding. Um, so who knows, maybe, maybe one of these days, this guy's just going to text me out of the blue, and I'll have a wonderful love story for you all. One of the things I am not enjoying about getting older, by the way, like I know I was just like, can't wait to be 30. No, I'm really not enjoying the whole fact that like I got allergies as an adult. Like I literally just had to pause the podcast to blow my nose. It's like, can we not? Honestly, I think I've had enough illnesses and I think it's rude and disrespectful. It's just like, leave me alone. Um, anyway, speaking of rude and disrespectful, I feel disrespectful to Kim Kardashian because I never actually watched her full SNL performance. And one of the things I did when I was like lazy on the couch for some reason was watch SNL. I really wanted to see the Selena Gomez episode because like I love her and also Post Malone was there and we already know. We already know how I feel about Post Malone. So I watched hers and then I was like, oh, I should go back and watch Kim's. And I've only seen clips of her monologue and I already thought it was so good. But how come no one is talking about her unhinged jokes about OJ Simpson? Like, there are two O.J. Simpson jokes in this. Like there's one in her monologue and another in like a skit. And I'm like, hold the fucking phone. How how is that not being talked about? Like it was so good. But 
Anyways, I also wanted to watch the magic carpet ride thingy with Pete Davidson or whatever, like their debut together. Because I want to see if I could see the sparks. Uh, honestly, I didn't. But I get them now. Once I saw, like I said, once I saw them at the Kardashians premiere, I was into it. But it took me a minute. Honestly, I didn't see it on SNL. OK, I also feel like obviously I just said the Kardashians. So we can't not talk about the Kravis wedding. And here's the deal. I am obsessed with this gothic moment and I know people are like hating it, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are like in Italy getting married and Khloe Kardashian wore this like crown on her head that looked like the one Beyonce wore for her pregnancy announcement, the gold one. If you don't know what I'm talking about, get your pop culture shit together. You know what I mean? But um, my sister sent it to me because one time I talked about how I think like in my wedding to separate like the maid of honor or whatever, I would have them wear like some sort of like flower crown thing. And she's like, can I wear this instead? And Chloe's also wearing a cross in front of her crotch, uh, a nice cross crotch. And I said, if you wear that, then I'll allow you to wear the crown. Um, she said, LOL. She doesn't know I was taking it fucking seriously. By the way, um, we've passed my sister's due date. So baby could be here at any fucking minute and I'm ready to be a godmother, okay? Which it's a lot of responsibility, but I'm ready for it. And um, I thought I'd just add that in. So she did not, I think I said this in my last episode, but she did not have a baby when I was in Mexico. And I really appreciated her keeping her legs closed for me on that. Um, also, so Kim shared a post for Pete Davidson congratulating him on his last episode on SNL, which was kind of sad. I watched that one, too, because I was like, oh, maybe it's going to have all these Pete Davidson moments. And I will say this. I did. It's not because SNL was boring. I was just so tired. I did fall asleep a bunch. So I don't know if um, if he was in more skits and I just missed him. But I only saw him on like the last little like news sketch or whatever they did. And I was kind of sad. I don't know. Um I just wanted to see more of him at the end, but it was really good. I thought I thought he was great. And Kim posted about him and she like strategically blocked because I think he wears a hat that says something about Kanye. I don't think it's Kanye for president or it's like put Kanye back on meds. I can't remember, but she like strategically put something over it and was like, happy last day on SNL, which was sad because that meant that we didn't get two things. We didn't get Kim Kardashian at the SNL after party or whatever celebrating with him. And then we didn't get Pete Davidson at the Kravis wedding. Everyone's been talking about it. And I'm like, I know. I saw one post from a girl, like a gossip TikToker. And she's like, people are asking where Scott Disick, Disick and Tristan Thompson are. It's like, read the room. First of all, Tristan Thompson, absolutely not. Scott Disick, I could kind of see but he's like too unhinged, you know, and Courtney is just trying to fucking move on. And it's hard enough to co-parent like, you know, but to have everybody be like all up in your biz, it's just exhausting. And I feel bad for her. You know, I'm like team Courtney on all this fucking bullshit. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my new favorite brands, Kitsch. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going back into the office and Kitsch has not only been so useful from work from home life. It is also very helpful for going back into the office. So listen to this. I started with the very cute, like, 
cheetah print satin pillowcase that I'm obsessed with. It sets the tone for my new bedroom. I'm in love and honestly, it really does make my skin and hair feel better and I'm not just shitting you on that. And then when I was working from home, listen, I would do this thing where I would take a shower and then I would throw my hair up in the towel scrunchie. And then like when I felt like getting out of my pajamas and I had to have a meeting, I would go blow dry my hair and it cut down the time astronomically. And then now I've got like the little ice roller thing because now I have to be up and like get in a car and drive to work. So I need to wake my ass up. And the ice roller just does just that. And it's so amazing, so helpful. And then I also got the heatless curler. So I can like curl my hair in that little, you know, pillow looking thing. And then I drive to work and I take it out and bam, I look flawless. I highly recommend Kitsch. They have all sorts of amazing products. Like I just named a bunch, but they have so much more and you can get 15% off with promo code Ashley Sleek 15. That is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Sleek, S-L-E-E-K, 15 and you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram to shop super easy. It's at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Okay, bye. I've been going back and forth on how much I want to talk about like my breakup journey here on the podcast. I remember that when Jimmy and I broke up, I started a blog. So I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about this on the podcast. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I got my podcast audited and we talked about it. And um, the girl who was auditing mine was like, what was your most popular episode? And I was like, oh, it was the breakup episode. And um, once again, new breakup episode. I don't think it has that one beat, but it's still really popular. And she's like, well, you know, I think you should talk about this more. And I just thought like, I don't know, I thought people would get bored of it or be like, you're so fucking annoying. But then again, you all continue to listen to this podcast. So I think it's important for me to keep talking about the journey. Um, And Sorry, I literally thought someone was at my door and I was like, what are the odds? Like, what if Scotland just showed up right now? I'm talking shit about him on the podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm actually not. I swear to God, I'm not talking shit about him at all. I just it's hard because I, I feel kind of stupid sometimes. Like and I think I probably mentioned this before, but it's it's it is how I feel. Sometimes I just feel stupid because I'm like. We weren't together that long and I feel like my little heart just like it's so broken. But then I remember that Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal were not dating that long and we got a 10 minute version of All Too Well. So you know what? Heartbreak is not limited to the time that you were together. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I um, I think I'm doing better. I will say this. I think I, I've woken up and the last couple days and haven't felt as horrible. Like I think most of the time I was waking up and my heart was like immediately heavy and I'm waking up and it, it's heavy, but I'm like able to get up. And then like throughout the day, it's just kind of like these little memories or things kind of pop up. And, you know, I just get just a little just sad, you know, you know, I think it's that I just miss him a lot. And I know I've been saying that a lot, but it's it's not so much just the missing having a boyfriend, which I think when I broke up with Jimmy, a lot of it was that I missed really missed having a boyfriend. Like I missed having somebody to call and do all these things. And with Scotland, I really miss him. Like I miss our conversations. I miss hanging out and all these things. So, you know, I think that I'm just taking it day by day, but I do feel better and I'm working on not 
putting myself down for my journey. You know, it's like, it's not fair for me to be so mean to myself. Like, why the fuck aren't you over this yet? It's like, yeah, okay, we weren't together that long. But there was also, you're mourning two different parts of the relationship. It's like, the relationship in general is over and I mourn that. But it's also the future that I thought in my head, you know, which like, I know we're not supposed to do that. But like, what, what do you want from me? You know, like I saw all this potential there and this whole other life for myself. And, you know, that made me really happy. So it's like getting over just the day to day of not having him around. And then also mourning that like person that I was with him and and these things that I thought were going to happen for my future. So, you know, I, I know I've mentioned this like a couple times or whatever, but that that's the other thing. I don't want to like keep repeating myself. But also it's like, a part of the going through the heartbreak and healing is having to kind of like rehash things and get through it and obviously not get stuck into this loop of like talking about it over and over and over again. But I don't know. I'm starting to just be a little bit more open about different things and a little bit less like just sad and more. I think I've always been really grateful for him, but there's so much more to it for me now. Like, a lot of it was like, I'm so grateful for him. I loved him. And I hope that we're going to make it work and he's going to come back. And as much as like, I don't know if I'm fully like far away from that, but there is more of me that's taking the steps towards. I'm just so grateful for him because he set such a good standard for me. And there's things that I can see now that like I would really like to work on and things that, you know, I, I don't know. It just it made me really happy. I know my friend Erin, I cannot remember if I mentioned this before last week, but her and I were chatting um, on her own bachelorette party. Love her for this. So she's like, so when you start dating again, like, what do you think you're going to look for? And I was like, you know what? I think that Jimmy taught me what I didn't want and Scotland taught me what I did want. And that's really important. And I think that Scotland just like set such a standard for me because it was such like I was so, you know, like attracted to him, not only physically, but like mentally. And like, just I put him on such a high pedestal because I and I genuinely deserve think he deserved to be there. But it was like such a big deal to me that like someone with all of these like great, amazing qualities like chose to to like me like that was so cool, you know, and that really kind of put it in perspective for me that like I shouldn't keep thinking that I should like just deal with the bare minimum because that's all I deserve to get or all I'm going to get. Like, no, I really can get someone who's going to like check my boxes and make me happy. And that's what I need to look for. And like, of course, not everyone's going to be perfect. And I don't even want that. You know, I want somebody who's like, you know, can see that everybody has a journey and sees that like we're all work in progresses and we're going to continue to work and we're going to continue to grow like someone who wants to just like grow with you I think that's so cool so anyways I just think I'm doing a lot better and I'm really happy about that it's when you're going through a breakup it's so interesting because I was telling um you know one of my girlfriends we were talking about this and I was like it's so funny because heartbreak is so undescribable like as someone who didn't go through it that bad until Jimmy I was like this pain is so unreal like it feels physical and mental and everything all at once and you just you cannot see the light you're like I'm gonna feel like this for fucking ever and I kept telling myself throughout Scotland I was like you've done this before you know you're gonna get through it 
And I think now I'm like really there, not like fully healed, but I'm I'm ready to like get on with it. And, you know, I I know that like he doesn't like listen, listen to the podcast anymore. And, you know, we obviously don't talk anymore. And it's tough because like tomorrow's his birthday. And I think tomorrow is going to be like a hard day for me because, you know, if if what happened last week didn't happen, I probably still I my dumbass probably still would have bought him a gift, honestly. Like I, it's really hard because I was so excited for his birthday because I felt like, you know, he didn't have as as much friends and family out here. And I was so excited to like really get to celebrate with him. And you know me, I fucking love birthdays. And I know I mentioned in the breakup episode that I had this like great gift planned and I ended up telling him about it. And I know he doesn't listen anymore, so I could tell you all. But I was like looking for a painter to paint his favorite um like his his soccer team, I guess football team, whatever, uh, their stadium with him and his son, because when he was out there, they didn't get like the picture he wanted. So I thought I could get it painted for him. So like literally I was looking for a painter the same day he broke up with me. That's how like not there I was. But, you know, I was really excited about all these things. And, um, you know, it feels weird to not do them and it feels weird to not even text him, which I'm not going to do because it's so unfair to him. Like he asked me to stop talking to him. And so to put him in a position of deciding whether or not to respond to me on his birthday, I think is like an asshole move. You know what I mean? Like a birthday is not an excuse to like get in with somebody. You know what I mean? Like if you want somebody back, like have that conversation. And obviously like it's not my choice with this. Like, he broke up with me and it is what it is. And I am just at a place where I'm just like super grateful for the relationship. And it's like crazy to me to think that like, you know, cause I, I do have my Bumble and I jump on it every once in a while and mostly smashly when she's drunk. Um, but you know, I was, I didn't have a kid preference set on there when I went back and I just added like no kids and my matches have dropped significantly, but it's funny because I'm like, one little thing could change, have changed that whole outcome. Like if Scotland would have said he had a kid on his profile, like I probably wouldn't have matched with him. And you know, like, thank God he made the decision. I mean, I feel like an ass saying that, but I'm, I'm glad that he didn't have it on. That I'm glad that we matched. And I'm glad that we met. And it's just crazy that one split decision can like have this whole effect and change someone's whole life. And it's easy when you're going through a breakup to be like, God, I just wish I never would have fucking met them. Like, I just wish that, you know, I never had to go through that and all this stuff. But once you step back, even with Jimmy, like I he's come up a lot recently. And I'm like, you know, like I'm not at a place where I hate him anymore. I'm not really I I don't really feel anything about him. Like, I just feel like it was it was what it was like. It was a it was a fun relationship. I learned a lot. There's a lot of things I regret, but I, you know, not like regret in the way of I think about every day more just like there's things I wouldn't do again, if that makes sense. And I just think that breakups are they fucking hurt, but they are a really magical time. And I think I, you know, like they give you this reflection that you wouldn't normally get just sitting down, you know, even if you were just like meditating, I feel like going through a breakup and having to really pick yourself back up and put all the pieces together. Like there's, there's nothing quite like that experience. So I'm happy to report I'm doing better from me crying on the last episode. And we love that. We love a good Ashley cry episode. Okay. But also I have been, I, I, I honestly thought I would take the story to my grave. I was like, I don't think I will ever 
tell the story on the podcast or anything, because obviously I thought that Scotland and I were going to be together for a long time. But now that we're broken up and I know he doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, I have been holding on to this fucking funny ass connection for Valentine's Day for so long. And I was reminded today because, you know, I might have had a piece of Russell Stover chocolate. And listen, like I said, I don't want to talk too much about my job, but it's important to know that, you know, I do work for a big chocolate company. Okay. It's important for the story. Um, and when Jimmy and I broke up, because as you remember, we broke up a few days before Valentine's Day, really committed. I dumped him. I wouldn't say dump, that's mean, but like I broke up with him the day before my colonoscopy, three days before Valentine's Day. It was a choice, right? So, you know, as as the story goes, Ryan and Julie took me out for Valentine's Day and I came when I was at the brewery with them, I got a notification of something from DoorDash and that DoorDash was delivering me something. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? So I get home and it's a present from Jimmy and it's like flowers and a stuffed animal bear with Russell Stover chocolate attached to it. And I'm like, in what world, in what world does this make sense? Like, why would you get me chocolate when I already like I know it's a basic ass Valentine's Day thing like at the time I was like already fucking pissed at him I didn't want a gift from him I was like this is the whole bullshit of our relationship is that you just do presents instead of like like being with me so no I don't I don't expect something we're broken up I don't expect a present right and I'm like all fucking pissed off at these Russell Silver chocolates and I mean like I told Every single, I think I called every single one of my friends and was like, or can you fucking believe this? Like I was so pissed about the Russell Stover chocolates, right? So when, <laughs> when Scotland gave me my Valentine's Day present, it was, it, I didn't have the same level of anger and I wasn't mad about it. I will say that, but he got me a stuffed animal dog with Russell Stover chocolate and the parallel for me was so much. And I feel really bad because I feel like I didn't react super like excited to the present, which I was because I mean, you can hear it when you go, if you want to go back to the episode about Valentine's Day. I can't relive it too much because I'm really trying to get through like not crying, but I was really excited about the stuffed animal dog. But I was like the Russell Stover chocolate. So now I just feel like, you know, everyone's got a little kiss of death. And I think to me, it's Russell Stover chocolates. Like if a man gets me Russell Stover chocolates, I think I just know it's going to be over. Like I just know it. I thought that Scotland was going to change the game on that. But then he broke up with me like, what, a month later? So it's like I can't. I just can't. And going to drinks with Ryan and Julie and having to tell them that I got another present of Russell Stover chocolate and be like very positive about it. It's not like I couldn't tell them the truth. And I think I probably made jokes about it, but like I wasn't ready to accept said truth about the chocolate. So I have been holding on to that story and I genuinely was like, I will never tell this on the podcast. I never want Scotland to know. I didn't want him to feel bad about his present. But now that like, you know, we're broken up and and he doesn't listen, I can I can fucking tell that story, you know? Um, also, I I need to tell you all that a friend of the pod, a, a old old time member of the gossip train, um, 
visited me this weekend. So you may or may not remember Australia. Or maybe you know him as Motel 6, which for those of you who need a refresher or do not remember, um, this is this is my friend. Um, now we are very close friends who I met at a bar and then convinced to um, I don't know if I had to do that much convincing, but basically like we both were in a situation where we could bring somebody home to our houses. So I suggested a Motel 6. So this is the man that I had sex with at a Motel 6 in Pleasanton, California. And, you know, that episode, if you want to go back, I wish I could remember what name it is. But going back to Ho Phase, Ashley, was, it, it's a fun time. I recommend it. I don't think I need it again, but... Um, it was nice for, for what it was. So anyways, Australia and I have stayed friends this whole time. Even when I was with Scotland and Scotland knew about him, it wasn't like a weird thing. Um, but then he did go to Australia and he's back. So he works sometimes in the San Jose area. So he popped over and saw the new place and it was so fun to see him. And I asked him, I was like, do you still listen to the podcast? Because he used to listen all the time. But I think that some men just listen because they want to hear about themselves until you end up in Mr. Gorgeous territory. And then you probably never want to hear what I have to say about you. But anyways, um, I was like, do you still listen to the podcast? And he said that he doesn't because my life stressed him out. Like, listen, that was the same day I had to hear my boobs were too heavy. And I was like, I don't like the criticism here. I'm not I don't accept the criticism of my life that's going on right now. He literally was like, yeah, your life's just too fucking stressful and I can't listen to it. And I was like, okay, bitch. I'm like, but also we talk all the time. Don't you like already know my life's stressful? But anyways, so I don't know. Now I feel like now that he's back and around, I think I might have to have him on the podcast. Um, we can hash out Motel 6 night. And, you know, he always gives me great advice on, you know, the dating and everything. And, you know, it's nice. I it's I it's, love having him in my life. Um, you know, it's it's great being friends. I'm glad we like stayed friends, you know, like, um, you know, he asked me, he's like, oh, do you need to go out and get your rebound? And I was like, you know what? I don't think I need a rebound with this with this breakup. I think I just want to keep on my husband hunt path. You know, I was like, you know, because I, I remember telling him the husband hunt statement started by me telling him that like, I couldn't talk to him anymore. Obviously, I'm not good at that, as we've learned. But I was like, listen, I can't talk to you because I'm going to fall in love with you. And I'm on the husband hunt and you're moving to Australia. And like, it's not it, you know. And then, you know, once once we like realized that we weren't, you know, going to date, then we became friends and it was amazing. So I just thought I'd, I would let the podcast listeners know that if you missed him, he is still very much in my life, but doesn't listen to the podcast because I stress him out. <laughs> All right, last week I didn't have an I'm sorry what moment and which was tragedy, but there was just so much to fucking talk about. I was like, listen, it is what it is. Like the whole Mexico trip was an I'm sorry what moment, which a good one, like zero regrets, obviously. Um, but listen, I was originally going to talk about the people that I hate on an airplane. OK, but I was scrolling through Instagram as I do before prepping and I'm just to see if any stories pop up that I feel like I need to talk about or any BS. And I follow like a ton of radio stations, obviously, because respect the industry. Um, know your roots. And the end 106.5 that's in Sacramento, they posted this question that said, is it rude to talk about plans in front of people who are not invited? And I felt like this bottom rage come from within me. And I was like, oh, I need to talk about this. Listen, 
I, there are people I do not talk to in my life because of this fact right here. I want to start by prefacing that my answer to this question is yes. I do think there's some exceptions. Weddings being one of them. Like I was chatting with a girlfriend who was like, hey, on my bachelorette party, is it weird to talk about my rehearsal dinner knowing that some of the girls wouldn't be there? In my opinion, no. When it comes to weddings, like even for me, you know, I've been around so many and there's been a lot of times like I'm not invited to certain things. And I think that with a wedding, it's so fun to talk about everything, you know? So what I do, and I've said this on my TikTok before, is that what I think is isolating is if you were to get, like if I went as a friend and everyone had shirts that said bridesmaid and I wasn't a bridesmaid and then I was like, just wearing a white shirt or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Obviously not white. Take that back. But I think when it comes to like wedding events and stuff, people just genuinely want to hear about it. I do. Like I remember several occasions where I'm just like, tell me all about your wedding. And I'm like, I don't need to be invited. Obviously, I just like I want to know everything. I mean, here's the thing, though. Knowing me, I will ask a few questions. I'll probably get myself invited to all these events. But that being said, uh, I think when it comes to weddings or like something big like that, it's fine. People want to just hear about that shit. They don't need to be invited. Also, they have to pay to go. So we're good. But I was in a a friend group where literally one person would constantly, constantly talk in my face about plans like that everybody else was invited to except for me. And it was so hurtful and it's happened in other friend groups of mine too like especially groups where like I'm not like I'm kind of walking in I'm a friend of a friend you know and then they all talk and like that's just awkward and uncomfortable but when it's your own friend group and it's literally happening in front of your face and you're like oh I'm sorry I forgot I was late 20s not in my early fucking teens like I'm sorry what no there's no reason to have to do that If you do have plans and you don't want to invite somebody like that's fine. That's your prerogative. The flip side of that, though, is obviously um, then you cannot be mad when you don't get invited. But this is just me airing out my own fucking personal anger issues towards these people. But the problem for me is, is that like you can group chat. You will see each other at a different time. But blatantly talking about like an event that everybody else got invited to and not in there's one person being isolated so fucking awkward so fucking rude do not be that person do not be that person like there is a time and a place to talk about events that certain of you are going to it's just oh I can't fucking stand it I think I have a really hard time probably because of my my own personal like bullying upbringing not that I was a bully but like I was bullied a lot like I was in a friend group growing up where like they would just wake up one day like the two head bitches would wake up and decide who of the other three that they were mad at and then one day you would show up at school and none of your friends were talking to you and you're like what what like what how did this happen like how is everybody mad at me now and I just and then they would like sit without you and it was like so exclusive and I mean I say this you know saying I just want you to know that Jenna, who I talk about as my high school best friend, never did this to me. But, you know, it was just so isolating all the time. And I just the pain that you felt is just awful. So, like, I try really hard to be a very inclusive person. And I've had moments where I don't want to include somebody. And if if it's to that point, it's honestly because I felt it back and I don't want to feel that way. It's that energy that's not serving me. I'm like, I don't want to be around this person because they make me feel a certain way. 
And that's the only reason I'm excluding that person. But if I go to an event with somebody that I don't I don't really get along with, but it's someone else's like I'm not going to cause drama. I would never do that. That's not my scene. That's not me. Mm -mm. Can't be me. Can't be me. Can't be fucked with. Am I going to go out of my way to like spend a lot of time with you? Probably not. But anyways, that's a whole other subset. But I just want to say that I think that one of the rudest things that you can do is discuss plans in front of somebody who's not invited. I just think I think it's fucked. There's like I said, when it comes to weddings and shit like that, you know, or like, okay, I have met like Jenna's dance friends, for example, and like they're going to talk about dance practice like that's not going to offend me. I genuinely want to know about that. And it's also not something like I would be invited to because I don't dance, you know. But yeah, if it's if it's blatant, like leave that shit in high school. I mean, I wish it didn't happen in high school, but it's like we're too old. We're too old. We're too grown. Not in the mood. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, wet. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We are like two episodes away from 100. I can't even believe it. I literally texted because I realized it's on a Wednesday. And I'm like, I don't want to just like come home that day. So I texted my girlfriend, Jenna, and I was like, she's got brought up so much in this podcast today. I hope she loves this episode. But I was like, will you like, she's in my area, you know, I'm like, will you like stick around and have drinks with me on like in two Wednesdays so we can celebrate 100 episodes. So if anyone else in the, wants to come to the area and celebrate 100 episodes with me, I'm super fucking excited about it. I'm so proud to be doing this. And, you know, I love that I can just be vulnerable with you all. And I hope that that helps you. You know, I think that these feelings that I feel, I feel them so strongly and you know, I'm like, someone else probably feels stupid for being sad over a guy that they dated for a couple months, too, you know? But, like, it's okay, and that's normal. Like, that just means it was real for you, and, like, that's awesome, you know? So I just hope that everybody in, is really proud of themselves, is going to be 100% that bitch. Listen, you're too fine to be stressed, or whatever Lizzo says. I love her so much. I just feel like she should honestly write a Bible, and I would worship it. Like, she could probably start a cult, and I would be in it. Um, but I would really like to not be in a cult, but if, if, if it was opportunity and anyways, listen, I'm starting to get tired. I'm starting to get delusional. It's time for me to like go for my hot girl walk and eat some pasta. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I have a no fucking words for how much it means to me, but, um, if you did want to share it with a friend, I would love that too. Don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. I love you all. Okay, bye.